0: Everybody, welcome back to another episode of Silence Your Phones, your movie review podcast, found exclusively on the network at bicbp-radio.com. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Chavez. I'm here as always with the man, the myth, the legend, Sean. I am stuck and COVID-free, Fritz.
1: You know, it's funny you say that because. <laughs> The missus made the mistake of buying me one of those name placards that actually says "The Man, The Myth, The Legend." On it. Shut
0: up, dude! Are you serious? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I am dead serious. <laughs> See, I'm gonna. I'm gonna I walk mean, myself way over here. <laughs> See, this is theater of the mind, Chris. When people can hear, and it's on a lot of reverb and echo, because what I'm doing is I put my earbuds in backwards. Is uh, now I'm back at my desk. What am I holding?
0: That's awesome, dude. It is. A, it, it is. So, <laughs> she found this at TJ Maxx.
1: The best TJ Maxx thing that they've ever sold. That's the man, amazing. the myth, the legend. That's amazing. You want to screen grab this for uh, for social media?
0: There you go. See? Print screen. Boom. Boom. Print screen. <laughs> dude, that's... uh, But yeah, we're back, man. And uh, it's no joke. I said it because, you know, that's that's what I hear. I hear many good things about you people are like you know that sean fritz he's he's quite the legend hey
1: you know that sean fritz huh, what a myth <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, he's the ghost in the wind <laughs> he's, <laughs> he, he's up there with neo he's like neo's you know neo's not quite as a popular uh second cousin once removed on his mother's side and we all know about that side of the family
0: <laughs> oh man what's going on dude how's it going with you man uh,
1: we are both fully inoculated.
0: Hooray! It is. It's awesome sauce, dude. It's actually cool stuff. I was just thinking to myself, uh, I cannot wait for this summer. Like, I'm going to take advantage of, you know, a lot Here's of the your stuff words, I wasn't very able carefully. to. <laughs> I wasn't able to last year in terms of being out more. Because you remember, like, the beginning of COVID, you just weren't, you weren't doing much because nobody knew what was happening, right? So it was like, could you go out? I don't know, but I'm going to stay indoors anyway, just to be safe. But this year it's kind of like, okay, I'm still going to be safe. I'll still have my mask, but I'm going to go out now and have a little bit more ease of mind and enjoy life for a minute.
1: You're going to take what everybody in Florida, Georgia, and Arizona do without any legitimate reason. Yeah. But you have a real reason. So do I. And, um, you know, we can do we can do big boy things and, um, with the, a very small risk as opposed to a large risk. Yeah. are theaters opening up again. I know a lot of them staying
0: closed. Are they opening up theaters again?
1: Uh, they are in my area. The, uh, ninth, uh what is uh, it, uh, actually at the beginning of the month, they started opening slowly. Um, how
0: does this work? Are they, are they like, you have to sit skipping seats? Like they close off certain seats now. Uh, I, I i have no clue. honestly
1: i don't know i couldn't tell you because i've not i've not been but let's do some research regal movie app let's see
0: do they just make popcorn now like one bag at a time for like it's, it's made to order instead of being in that big giant bin of popcorn
1: that or they have to have like those <laughs> okay follow along here uh <laughs> do you ever see a cow being uh giving birth oh god (laughs) so so okay here's where i'm going with this so farmers uh every once in a while they have to assist yeah you know you can't just tell a a cow to lay on its back and right put its its back legs in the air right farmer has to put on a rubber glove that goes the whole way past the elbow pretty much up to their armpit and they gotta just reach in in there. there so do the uh do the people that work at the movie theater put one of those on like a uh Oh, what was her it's name? Like it's
0: in the bubble, you know, like the bubble boy, and that's how you interact with them—is with the, the <laughs> It's clubs. the things that
1: they use to <laughs> manipulate the nuclear uh, nuclear yeah. rods.
0: <laughs> that's how they're that's how they're getting your popcorn now.
1: It's uh, they have like Audrey Hepburn style uh, plastic <laughs> gloves that go the whole way up to their elbows. Right.
0: Yeah, dude. Um, it's going to be interesting because I think that's that's one of the things I miss too. You know, initially, if you had asked me before COVID hit. Hey, you want to go to the movies? I'd be totally down for it. I like the movie experience, but then there's still a part of me that's just kind of like, I don't feel like dealing with people. I don't feel like dealing with going out and sitting there and paying too much money for any kind of snack. And so there was always this kind of, eh. whereas now it feels like uh, I can't wait to, I can't wait to get out and do that again. Um, If it's possible to be doing it safely as always, but dude, movies definitely is one of the things. I can't wait to go check them out. Even though we are getting a lot of them, immediately at home
1: yeah I mean Warner Brothers has been very uh, friendly about that uh, I'm, I'm okay with that um, and uh, but you know there's there's still something with you know day and date is great because it's convenient mm-hmm. and it's what the movie companies have said was always impossible but you know obviously mm-hmm. uh, supply chain logistics and everything else have been um thrown up in the air at this point of, uh, basically we're playing fruit ninja with, with, <laughs> True. I, don't, yeah. I don't even know why that's Just a reference what sticks, but, but yeah. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's a matter of is, uh, you know, it, it, obviously everything got upended infrastructure has changed some of it on the fly. Some of it was, it was obvious that it was already there, but with it actually being, you know, having to be put in place, it's now, you know, is this going to become a norm? Uh, probably not for Disney as much, uh, right? But HBO is uh, or Warner Brothers is—they're uh, on board with it. I'm okay with that, and um,
0: yeah, they're 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 kind of pioneering what the model is going to start looking like because they have a color, so Warner Brothers has this thing with HBO Max where there's different ways that they're doing it. So some films are exclusively just being released at it, released on HBO Max. You can watch it there, no big deal. Some of them are only for like a week. Like you, you'll only get it for a week and then you have to go see it in theaters before it comes back to HBO max, Uh, which again, you know, it's they're showing. I think it's kind of like they're, they're seeing what's working, what's not. And it could be that that's the future moving forward. Like you'll always have it in the theater because people want that experience, but you're also going to be able to watch it at home if you want to, and kind of double the exposure. Yeah. There's people who are less like, I'll wait till it comes out on video. Right. So have them watch it and premiere with everybody else.
1: Well, and you're getting, you know, like, uh, like with Wonder Woman from what I, uh, you know, it was in, it was available day and date and it was also on, so it was on HBO max, but I believe it was only for a month. Right. And then it went out of theaters, but to watch it, you can't take, that's not one of the free trial movies, right? You, know, you have like to have thing. a, whatever per month that it was, dollars yeah. $15 or something. Um So, so they got a lot of signups for that. And I mean, that's, that's nice.
0: Got a lot for this one too, for Mortal Kombat that just released.
1: I, I believe it. I, I kind of almost want to go see this one in the theater because I want to lose my hearing when I watch this movie. Because <laughs> it just feels like that you should, you know, yeah. with, you know, with all the subtleties. And I mean, this will be a conversation for a couple of weeks from now. It yeah, is yeah. on the schedule. Yeah, um, for sure. But obviously I, I think it's, I, I might just go bite the bullet and doing because I'm COVID COVID cured, uh, to, to actually see it in the theater.
0: Nice. Yeah. We'll have to, we'll have to discuss that experience, whichever one of us goes to the theater first. We'll have to discuss that when we come back, but this episode, we're not talking about mortal combat. We're not talking about movie theaters. This episode, we're still on baseball. It's actually our last episode for the baseball season. Um, you know, we've had a good run. We've had a really good run. We had major league, which I thoroughly enjoyed. Uh, we didn't watch Major League I'm sorry A a League of Their Own
1: Yeah, League of Their Own
0: which I I thoroughly enjoy hey I I enjoy the other film too Um, you know The Sandlot the classic uh, which was amazing so this time we put in another movie that I remember watching when I was younger did you see this one or this one another one that you hadn't seen before oh I've seen this one quite a few times okay so we've both seen this before again we come to these movies having had rose colored glasses and think to ourselves okay what's this going to look like now that we're really kind of analyzing them, this and time adults. we check. Yeah, this time we checked out the family comedy rookie, rookie of, the of the year. Mom, come on! I got a game. Henry thinks that he's actually gonna play today. Henry Rowengartner had a dream. Rowengartner, get in right now. Playing in the major leagues. Only one thing. I got it. Stood in his way. Home, home. home. Reality. Until one day, Catch! everything fell into place. How long will he have to be in the cast?
1: August. And now rotate from the shoulder, slowly. Oh! Oh, no! Funky
0: butt-loving. Did he say funky butt-loving?
1: Those tendons have
0: healed uh, a little tight. Now, the kid who wasn't good enough for little league
1: Mom, watch this.
0: Wait. Is pitching. Oh. Gosh, Henry, you can play for the Cubs. Hey!
1: In the big leagues.
0: I'm a new pitcher. <laughs>
1: 12-year-old Henry Rowan Gardner, the youngest person in history to play Major League Baseball. Of the big show
0: nah. but what can one sixth grader do against pros like these give me the good stuff anything he wants give them the cheese the uh-huh. sticky stinky cheddar I you to run what? what's the matter? chicken? I'm not a chicken you're the chicken <laughs> <laughs> this summer the Majors hey, pitcher. will be answering to a minor. Pitcher's got a big butt. Pitcher's
1: got a big butt. Rookie of the Year. Gotcha.
0: So, yeah, dude, I remember I saw this when it first came out back in the day. And um, I remember, you know, that because when you said we're going to watch it, my initial instinct was, oh, cool. Because I enjoyed that film. I liked it. It was cool. And I, from what I remember, it was cool. So it'll be interesting to see what it's like when I watch it again. Watched it this morning again. So I was like, all right, you're going to watch this first thing this morning. See, just get myself lost in this film so I'm able to talk about it immediately. Yeah, it's a family comedy for sure. Uh, there was a lot of it I remembered. I was like, oh, I remember what's going to happen here. I remember. And then there was a lot I didn't remember. So it was kind of like a, a lot of times I kept going Oh, what's is this gonna be? There was a, a few things that were happening throughout the movies that felt like they were hints for something, and they just totally weren't. But I was trying to read into them, like, oh man, is this gonna happen? And uh, but yeah, dude, I, I I can't wait to get into this. How did you see this when this first came out, or was this like a late? You watched this on DVD, Blockbuster rental.
1: So okay, I, I think the the statute of limitations has expired on this. Um, so back in the day let's just say that a family that I knew had one of those um, uh, set top boxes that you could get all the channels on. Oh yeah. Okay. So this family that I knew uh, um, (laughs) uh, we had um, plus. Okay. So, okay. There's that. But then there's also, do you remember Chris when you had to pay or, or it was weird to like, like there was one or two families in the neighborhood that may have had like paid for premium channels like mm-hmm. HBO or Showtime or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you're like, Oh, they have all the movies. Yeah. Can you tape this for me? Because that was a thing. Uh, what is it? So uh do you remember the the free weekends where oh, they would yeah. Play, and the TV guide was a little not a ticker channel. at
0: the bottom telling you that this was a free weekend. Mm-hmm. We hope you're enjoying
1: it. You want more? Mm-hmm. Call this number. It would go at the bottom, then it would yeah. go in the middle, and then yep. it would go at the top. Yep. And This was before TV Guide Channel was a thing. Yeah. And my parents subscribed to the small, the handheld size, the periodical size TV Guide. Yeah, I remember that. And my dad, the only time my dad ever looked at the TV Guide was to see what movies were on. So he could tape on his SLP VHS tapes. The ones that got six plus hours, yeah. Uh, he would tape every movie he could. <laughs>
0: That's my dad, dude. Same. I think we talked about this. We might My dad, dad used no. to write the information out, like word for word, what was in the the, the TV guide. Like, oh, what he the didn't do that. About. Oh, might my dad did. He put the really? stickers on them. He put the title, the year in parentheses, and then like who was in the movie, the cast. Oh my goodness! Like the however it was listed on the because no the internet TV guide. Yeah, yeah no he internet. Would write all that stuff out right on there, dude. He used to have a library of just VHS tapes perfectly lined up in alphabetical order.
1: Oh, okay. So that we had two different types of VCRs. We had the regular one, so it would tell you how many hours and minutes there was. But then we had this other one in the basement that he would also leverage. And it (laughs) had the first of all, it had the pop-up tape tray, you know, where it would come up over the VHS and you had to slide it in and you push it down. Yep. Yep. This one didn't have time. It had the the three the four digit numbers that would tick over like the the the, the whatever it was called yeah but it was like a thousand twenty four I guess it's framed or I don't know what it, what the number was for ten um, year old Sean didn't give two shits and yeah right thirty seven year old Sean he guess what he's kind of curious but not that curious <laughs> not enough yeah not enough to figure it out right now and I'll forget to by the time we're done. <laughs> Unless you're a oh.
0: listener and you want to send us a message, you can yeah, send us a let message us know. and and, us. and all that
1: homework that I've been given too, please. Uh, yeah. I'm still it? waiting for all Where's of it. Where's our music? Um, <laughs> but my dad, so my parents in their living room have built-in shelves by the fireplace on either side. Um, they were, at one time were lined with, with uh, VHS tapes, yeah. red BASF sleeves, side, side load sleeves and yellow Memorex, if I remember <laughs> correctly uh tdk came later they were like a like a maroonish purple with black gradient from maroon to black um but my dad also had the uh, tape cabinet You pushed on the door and it would pop it would spring load open on both yep. sides and you yep. just opened it about. and it was just like in hot fuzz where he opens the room for the dvds That's <laughs> like what do you want to watch i'm like rookie of the year
0: old man What's obviously wrong obviously that's awesome um So, yeah, rookie of the year. Let's get into it, dude. Let's get right into the plot of this film. The idea is is that there's this kid that plays Little League Ball. He ends up getting.
1: He's the worst Little League Baseball player. Oof. He's so bad that he wears Chuck Taylor's and jeans with farmer cuffs to play baseball. Continue love it oh
0: uh, this kid plays little league ball right he's a he's a ball he's he's in Chicago growing up in Chicago. Chicago's a Cubs fan right but he plays for the Pirates because that's just the gimmick whenever you're playing little league you don't really ever play for the team that's your home team for some reason uh, or your favorite teams it doesn't seem like that for me I remember when I was a little league in Florida in St. Pete I was the St. Petersburg Cardinals
1: yeah were you want were you that good
0: that you were on a traveling team uh no man it was just st petersburg cardinals that was my little league team i don't think i don't remember how many games we've i couldn't even tell you i don't have the i only have memories of like getting the picture done you know with the, the baseball with the hol- card holding the glove and the, and the yeah 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 definitely so
1: oh you wait you you held cart or you held the glove you didn't do the bat
0: no we did the glove thing where you were just kind of like leaning forward and waiting for that ground ball to come your way oh you oh action shots dude you know what i'm gonna see if i can't find it in my old photos i'll send it to you after we're done recording uh but then anyway this kid plays little league right and in in the process of playing little league um oh no it's not even in the process of playing little league he he's he's this kid that plays little league ball, but he's also it's it's about him and his friends kind of in school he likes this girl this cute girl that's in the school Who and ends uh, up playing
1: hockey for the mighty ducks
0: Oh, that's, that's where I recognize mm-hmm. her from. I'm like, why do I know this little girl? Like what else was she? She's been a star
1: in? athlete. All he that's did was right. play for the Cubs. That's <laughs> he only helped <laughs> them win a world. Series. He played the Olympics in the Olympics, <laughs> the junior Goodwill games. Excuse me.
0: <laughs> um, so this kid, you know, we, 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 we start to follow this kid. He has a couple of friends with him. There's this girl that he's interested in uh, like Sean referenced earlier. He's kind of horrible at playing baseball. He ends up really mucking up a, a, a throw a, a play in the outfield uh, during one of his games. And while he's at school, one of the the more popular jock kids that's on the baseball team makes fun of him uh, for it. And then does a like pop fly into the air and taunts him telling him to catch the ball. Right. And this kid sees the this, this young girl that he's interested in. He sees him, you, you know, she's watching him. So he's like, all right, I got to show her I can catch this ball. He takes off running after it, doesn't realize there's another ball in the grass, and he slips and falls and ends up breaking his shoulder, his arm. He gets put in one of these weird casts that has his arm sticking up. And I was just thinking to myself, do they do that? Because wouldn't his, like, wouldn't the blood, like, like wouldn't his hand be dead after however many months it would take because there's no blood really pumping up to it?
1: He would be like Chris after his COVID shot.
0: <laughs> Basically, dude, as soon as that cast came off, that arm would not be moving. It was mm. just hanging dead at the side. Uh, but he gets his arm put in a cast and it's on there for a few months. By the time they take it off, we come to find out that the tendons, uh, which is I apparently, you know, based on this movie physiologically, it's possible for them to fuse with a a, a bone, a different bone in the arm, uh, whatever was happening there. That's how they explain anomaly. this. Yeah, they explain <laughs> this as this weird fusing of tendons in his arm, so much so that when he basically cocks his arm back to throw a ball, it's like pulling back on a rubber band. It's ready to snap at, at the second he lets go. And uh, and that's what happens. He ends up having this weird arm now that he can throw super fast fastballs 101 mile an hour fastballs um meanwhile we also find out he's fatherless like he lives with his mom his mom's dating some guy the flavor of the week is what it he made it sound like she's like three weeks and he's like oh three weeks congratulations you made it to three weeks like mm-hmm. does his mom sleep around like what? like what was that reference to
1: well i think part of it <laughs> might be that he's just irritated that his mom is um going out on all these different dates. I don't know. She doesn't strike me as the woman that she just, I don't know. know, There's something that
0: struck me as being weird about this woman in terms of she might be inappropriate. The first time we meet her, the three boys, this kid, her son, and this two Mm. friends are running down the sidewalk, right? She stands out, steps out in front of them and and they come to a stop. She's talking to her son. Then she says hi to the two friends, right? She says hi to the bigger Husky boy. And then Mm. when she turns to say hi to the other guy, it's a different kind of hi, dude. The first time she's like, "Hey, so and so," and then the next one she's like, "Hey, so and so." All like, I was like, "What was that?"
1: What I, I was did that notice that too. Dude. Like, oh, that's a little weird.
0: So then, a few frames later, he's like, literally, like calling his mom out for being a whore. <laughs> Not really being a whore, but you know what I mean. Like, he's like, "Oh, mom, so the new little boyfriend loose with huh? the uh... <laughs> with your hellos."
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, your hellos, uh, mom. Don't leave much to be desired. <laughs>
0: But yeah, she's dating this guy now. It's their three-week anniversary. But this guy, you know, sees a, By the an way, opportunity. Who
1: celebrates three weeks? This weirdo dude uh,
0: immediately. You know, this guy comes across as skeevy, and we he he sees this kid and seizes an opportunity and calls the Cubs and says, "Hey, you should see this. I know this kid that uh, is is basically you know the answer to all your your prayers." Well, they were the cubs for him. so it was
1: a mutual, mutually beneficial. Yeah, because the Cubs are the struggling. Call. Yeah. right Cubs are
0: struggling which I mean what's new that was the thing about the Cubs I remember growing up the biggest joke of you know growing up was that the Cubs was, was just always a horrible team they could never get to the World Series it, there was no matter what they did they could never get there
1: they're better at the Mets when it comes yeah. to losing at the last minute <laughs> right um so you know which, which has changed since the since this movie but yes yeah it
0: has they they've been a, a little did they win a World Series finally I, think I in 2008.
1: So. Uh, I feel like uh, they did 2016 I can't remember they won um, 2008 was the Phillies what am I talking about oh um,
0: so this kid then the Cubs come by and check him out and they're like wow you're amazing so we want to sign you so yes this is obviously a realistic movie uh, <laughs> yeah this movie- a 12 year old this movie has this kid whose arm has fused the wrong way that causes him to pitch this amazing pitch and the cubbies say we're going to sign you. And that's what this film is. This kid kind of the fish out of water where you have a child in the bullpen of the all the people he idolizes, right? And they're all looking at him not the way he's looking at them. You know what I mean? Like he's in there with like awestruck and like loving these guys and they're looking at him like he's a pain in the ass and who's this guy that's you know this little kid's replacing our starting pitcher do you know what i mean like it was uh but that's this film this film is is this 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 thing that happens with this kid this kind of fantastical story and the run that they make to the world series and just kind of the things that happen in between how the team comes to love him it becomes this kind of all of a sudden, you know, you have a whole bunch of adult men who've been doing this and playing this game, and this is their livelihood, this is their paychecks, who are uh, basically, you know, let's let the kid make the calls. Whatever he says, we're going to do this at the one of the biggest games of our of our lives. Yeah, and and that's uh, that's interesting that's thought process. <laughs> <laughs> As that was happening, I mean, I was in, you know, I was watching that. I was like, okay, okay, I see. We're at the end of the movie now. We're at we're, we're in a pickle. You know, uh, things are happening now, and the the idea is is that every grown man in this film, on that field, has decided this kid is going to make the right call, and we're just going to go with what he says, instead of I don't know, bringing in another pro pitcher.
1: Let <laughs> the adults make the decisions.
0: <laughs> oh man! But anyway, yeah, that's the plot of the film. That's the plot straight through. This kid gets this kind of magical thing right he gets the keys to willy wonka's factory and is given free reign uh and gets to know the oompa loompas basically Mm
1: -hmm. i mean there's a lot of other subplots going on like the the cubs would you know if they don't sell out and win every or if they don't sell out every game of the season they won't have enough money to pay their yearly dues to mlb And I was going to say now
0: you're a you're a baseball fan. So, you know, more than I when they told me when this became one of the things in the film, right? This became one of the the kind of uh, what's the what's the word I'm looking for? One of the main plot points that's supposed to drive what's going to happen next. I I, I sat back and thought, does is that for real? Like, is that really a thing that if they just don't sell out all their games that they're just going to forfeit their team? Does that make sense? I didn't know. I couldn't I couldn't tell you. I don't know.
1: It, it's, it's what it, what it, what they're, I think the shorthand that they're going for there is uh, that they will, that the, the team will not have enough money in its coffers to, uh, to then be able to pay for its yearly, um, either revenue sharing or its yearly franchise fee, not franchise. Is there like fee. a do dues yeah, for teams? Yeah. yeah. To be okay. part of the organization, you have no different than a, than a union. Uh you know, uh, an employee, you know, a, a laborer pays to the union to then be part of that union in cert, within certain, obviously there's parameters for all of that, but with baseball, yeah, it, there's, I mean, not anymore because of there's a lot of, um a lot of money to be made, yeah, uh, licensing and everything else that, that the team will then recoup uh, and be able to put towards its expenses. Um, but there's, you know, in 93, there wasn't streaming rights, there wasn't internet rights, there weren't, you know, you know, there were posters, but they weren't as lucrative as they are now. Right. Um, But yeah, there's, there's a fee that every team has to pay. Um, There was a video I watched on YouTube for the hundred years of NFL, which I thought was really well done. And it it was an ESPN video that showed, and I know we're talking about baseball here, but it showed a map of the country. And Chris, I know you've seen the map of the wrestling territories, how they kind of come and go. This was the same thing. But for football teams that shows there's these teams and then this team shows up over here and then it goes away for these amount of years during typically World War II. Okay. And then, you know, airline, you know, a- airplanes uh, show up. And so then we have this expansion in the middle of the country. I'd love to see one for baseball. It took the time <laughs> years back to read an article about it. There have been over 100 plus baseball teams, professional clubs in MLB
0: really and that's,
1: and that's not including the teams like the athletics that moved from philadelphia eventually to oakland or um you know the dodgers the, yeah the, the dodgers or the braves have moved three times giants three times actually and and ironically the braves or not the braves there were two different braves teams at one point and you know yeah the giants uh the 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 yankees were not originally in new york Right, They were originally the Baltimore Orioles who then moved to New York to become the New York Yankees. And then another team popped up to become the Baltimore Orioles. It's it's very fascinating to yeah. see, you know, th- this kind of stuff. And uh, for me, maybe, maybe it's just me. It doesn't So matter it's gonna what be a part is. of a league. They all they basically have dues that they pay. Yeah, but but okay. they don't they don't come and go as often as they used to anymore. Because when
0: that yeah when that came up in the film, I I told for me I was watching this movie and I said you know what the idea behind this movie is that this kid has something that happens to him physiologically that let's be honest like come on right? Like you have to suspend belief. So let's suspend belief with everything that's happening in this film in terms of like, even at the end, the kid calling the shots. But, uh, so when they said the thing about the paying of, of if they can't sell out, they're going to, I thought to myself, that sounds so insane. I'm just going to suspend belief and think, okay, I guess it's possible. And let's, let's go on. Like, this is a big danger that might have, but knowing that that maybe is a thing that could happen that they, if they can't, pay for it you know you don't see them the next year in the league uh yeah that's that that could be a big detrimental thing for their club
1: yeah they'd have to basically take money out of their own pocket and what what rich white guy wants to do that
0: (laughs) yeah uh, part of so you like you said there's a lot of other finer things going on through the film there's a lot of subplots happening one of them being Gary Busey's character plays their original pitcher who you know used to have the nickname the rocket because he was considered one of these greatest you know these great pitchers and he's he's at the end of his career now he's not doing so well uh, and then he has to also wrestle with the fact that he's being replaced by a, how old is this kid 12 mm-hmm. 13 yeah. 12 year old kid again believable yeah <laughs> He's being replaced by a 12 year old kid and then not just being replaced, that he's being asked by his manager to to kind of show the kid the ropes and teach him how to control his pitches and do things like that, you know, kind of mentor him. Um, so there's this little subplot that's happening with him. There was this, the, the, the only thing I had going here was that I forgot the thing about the mom being the pitcher when she was younger. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I totally forgot about that. So every time they kept mentioning the whole pitcher thing and her dad, his dad used to be a pitcher. I kept thinking to myself, dude, is Gary Busey supposed to be his dad? Are we going to get like an M night Shyamalan thing at the end here where it's like, Oh, he's the dad. Cause I couldn't remember. And, and they, it felt like they were dropping these little hints, even when he was having the conversation with the mom, when he's dancing, like the uh, Busey and the mom are dancing and they were talking about something. There's these little hints that you're just like, Are they really trying to hint that maybe, you know, she was young and drunk one night and did something and doesn't even remember that Busey was the guy that she slept with? You know what I mean? And that that just kind of goes nowhere. It just goes nowhere, though. But would you want to remember that? Oof, I don't know. And this is, yeah, this film is after his, his motorcycle accident, five years after the accident that... Uh, Busey had, uh, you know, cause he was an actor before that. And they said that it was this film or not this film, this accident, you know, I guess he cracked his skull and did something else where, I mean, he suffered brain damage, which is constant, you know, as the years have gone by more and more progressively has gotten worse and worse, but this is five years after that. And I was mm-hmm. watching this going, you know he seems normal this is not the Busey we know nowadays except for his little his little pep talk at the mound like the way he was talking i was like was this ad libbed cuz this feels like a bucyism dude it totally feels
1: like a the half twos the half tos he might have just written it ahead of time <laughs> it felt it totally felt like it, totally right, felt like it play along and we'll see let's see what happens yeah
0: um yeah, so that you know, there's that little plot. There's the the thing going on with the weird boyfriend that becomes the manager that wants to he just becomes kind of a, a money hungry sleaze ball that that wants to sell the kid to the Yankees, mm-hmm. like like he's just like property.
1: Well, it's a contract. I mean that's yeah. that's yeah, how obviously it, that's how it works. You know, you're not selling the person, but you are selling the rights to that player. Like uh, for yeah. example, Russell Wilson, the quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks. He has his baseball rights are owned by baseball think, rights. Yeah, he was drafted. Really? And, I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I believe he, his baseball rights were recently traded within the last year or two. Um, so that if he ever wants to play, he has to play
0: for a certain team that whoever owns the rights to him. Yeah. Yeah. What? Uh, I, <laughs> I believe- did
1: not know this. Yeah. I believe he is. Um, yeah. The Yankees currently own his baseball contract. That's interesting. Isn't that neat? interesting? It's I did like, not know that. It's like Bo Jackson, but half half the effort. Yeah. Because so that's, yeah, he's quarterback. Yeah. Uh,
0: that's definitely one of the other plot points is this weird sleazeball boyfriend that turns into like a maniacal manager uh, towards the, you know, the, the last act of the movie.
1: Yeah. This, uh, this low rent. Um, what's his name? This like low rent looking uh, Jason Alexander. <laughs> Right.
0: Basically, basically, dude, which I don't know if you noticed it, but I was watching it at the end when he starts going on this tirade. Was it me or did it look like his teeth were starting to rot out of his face? All of a sudden, his teeth were all like brown and gray in this like weird tyrant. And I'm thinking to myself, was this because he's smoking too many cigars? Like, was this uh, was this was this Hmm. done on purpose to make it show like he's kind of, you know, become more. Kind of, kind of one of those like nineteen twenties villains. You know what I mean? Looking real hmm. creepy with the with the, the teeth. I never noticed. Oh yeah, it was. I, oof, I don't know. Uh, but anyway, so that's the plot. Was there anything else you wanted to say on plot? Was there anything to to this? It's it's a straightforward story, and for me, it's fantastical. It's one of these stories that, as a kid, um, you know, people y- when you're watching this as a kid, it's 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 like the Charlie and the Cho- Chocolate Factory thing. It's the it's the kind of thing where you're like uh man imagine if i could do that right imagine you're a fan of baseball imagine
1: playing the big leagues with the guy and you're a kid right well that's what every kid does but it's like imagine playing eventually yeah but not this is as like, a kid yeah imagine playing right now as a kid big yeah. difference um big there yeah there's there's one more subplot which is with the Cubs owner and his nephew who is oh, yes. eventually taking over uh, next season. And he's basically just a, like a, he's a, uh, he's trying to hustle, but not in the, in the least he and the agent, uh, th- it's kind of like the judge and Darren McGavin from the natural they're schemers. Yes. You know, how can we make the most amount of money, but at the same time and not care about line,
0: their own club
1: line, our own pockets more yeah. or less. Yeah, so it, there's that as well, and 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 the I guess his attorney or advisor or whatever that shows up only when convenient.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, let's get into what drove the plot, though. A lot of these these actors and actresses and the acting. Uh, the cast, man. It's it's not a bad cast. There's there's a few people when they popped up, I was like, hey. What's his name? Bruce Bruce Altman is that? No. Um, What's the name of the guy that played first base?
1: Oh, um, Earl, or was it Earl? um,
0: I can't remember his name now off the top of
1: my head. I have it here somewhere. It was one of these. uh, Neil Flynn.
0: Yes, Neil Flynn. Second, I saw him. If you're a
1: fan of Scrubs.
0: Yeah, if you're a friend of Scrubs, immediately
1: you're gonna look at this and go, "Hey, it's the janitor." That's right. He, he's he's been a lead in a lot of mov- a lot of shows like the yeah,
0: Middle. the Middle. Yeah, he plays Mike Heck on the Middle, another show I used to enjoy watching. But when I saw him, I was like, "Hey, it's him!" You know, um, John Candy, bro. So it's uncredited. So mm-hmm. I, you know, you're watching this when I when I saw the film starting and we start seeing the credits, the first piece I think the first thing I saw that I didn't realize. Daniel Stern film.
1: Mm-hmm. It's
0: like, all right, sweet. So uh, you know, then we see who's in the film. But yeah, John Candy is not credited,
1: and what a surprise when he pops up on screen, dude! Oh, he's he's great in this movie. You know, it's I mean, it's it's John Candy being just. I'm sure that he probably ad libbed a majority of his lines. Oh yeah, yeah. But, but
0: I mean, there's something about Candy, right? Like when you see him on film, it's this kind of this jolly, this kind of warm feeling you feel when you at least for me i see him i'm like hey it's john candy i love john
1: candy well and it's chicago too where yeah. he was uh, he's is he canadian was he canadian
0: um was he
1: yeah but i mean he did a lot of second city work which the the main hub was in chicago
0: yeah chicago so it's almost like his second home Get it? Mm-hmm. second city second home uh let's get into these actors right. though the lead we have is uh henry w- rowan gardner rowan gardner Played by Thomas Ian Nicholas. American um, Pie. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I knew him from this. And then Amer- when I saw American Pie, I remember going, oh, that kid grew up. Mm-hmm. You know, the little rookie of the year grew up. Other than that, I really haven't seen him much in other films. I'm sure he's been in a lot of stuff. I just don't remember seeing him in the films. How about
1: Halloween Resurrection?
0: Nope. Don't remember that
1: one. Well, he was in there. Um, oh, here we go. What, what is this? National Lampoon presents Cattle Call yep missed so, that one didn't uh, see that let's see 10 cent pistol Walt before Mickey the Tom Hanks vehicle didn't see that one either uh, Chris did you watch the episode of Baywatch called Heatwave in 1989
0: <laughs> I see he was on that dude he was on Married with Children
1: he was on a show called the Tony Danza show
0: he was on the that Harry and the probably... Hendersons TV
1: show dude that was a that was a that was in regular viewing in the Fritz household. Was it really,
0: honey? It I shrunk the kids TV show. So he was on that a was lot not, of stuff: that Party was of Five, Grey's Anatomy, Medium, Hell's Ki- Hell's Kitchen. Oh, he played himself. Um, so yeah, children. I think for me, you know, aside from Rookie of the Year, th- the only thing I'm really looking at this kid in and remembering him in is American Pie videos. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, More or less. and that's it. Uh, but he does good in this. There was a—I I mean, he played. It's always that thing with kid actors, I mean, and he does a good job because for me, he's a—he's little he's on the, the higher tier of kid actors, you know, who's really got the talent to to pull off. And he plays this role of this this kind of—he's not really nerdy, right? But he's not—he's also not this the athletic kind of jock kid. Um, he's just kind of like one of those normal kids. The, the two friends that play his friends, you know, again those kids where they came across as 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 natural as being those types of sidekick characters uh to thomas ian nicholas but in, in the role that he played i mean it it felt normal there wasn't anything about him where i was just like yeah
1: this kid's not good oh he was annoying but oh, he's, i think he's uh, supposed to be yeah that, that, that's exactly a squeaky scream mm-hmm. and the just the happy-go-lucky way too bubbly and happy-go-lucky about everything like all the time hey hey uh, adults it's me, a 12-year-old in the locker room. Yeah. This is normal in air quotes.
0: Yeah. Oh, or how about like when he was he was messing with the pitcher and he just kept like taunting him. I was like, "I get it." And but then again, it's a kid that's doing it, so of course it's going to be annoying to us as adults,
1: right? It also goes on a little too long, I think. <laughs> that that was just me.
0: Oh, you didn't want another 10 minutes of it? Well, All the way I mean, around
1: the bases, he could have done it when he got the third all right, homework assignment, uh, because this exists. Um, so I'm going to. So you've seen episode three of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Chris? Yeah, dancing oh, Zemo. The <laughs> Just the there is an dancing. hour long. There is an hour long supercut on YouTube. Marvel Oof. posted it. So I want an hour long supercut on YouTube of this scene right here, where at the very end of the movie, where he loses his his throwing arm and uh you know just just do it up creative um genius i'll allow it how fun uh what about
0: the mom what'd you think of the mom's performance uh Eh. her name amy morton plays
1: um mary rowan gartner she was there um i think (laughs) you know how they say that um like anybody could have like this certain people could have a good match with a broomstick for wrestlers yeah Um, she would be that broomstick (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah she was it was it was a weird kind of like i said even like the beginning when we first meet her and she's like saying hello to a child and in a and in a way that makes
1: your skin kind of crawl like what, what in a wait, very what? mary Kay Laterno way
0: yeah very much so dude like um and then yeah throughout the movie there's different things like she would the way she. i don't know she was okay like you said she was there I don't think there was anything that it was like jaw dropping or, or eye catching in terms of performance.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, second homework assignment. I would like to see a video of Gary Busey acting across from a broom and, and remove her from the scene, please.
0: <laughs> um, dude, Dan Hedaya. Hedaya. Is that how you say his last name?
1: Yeah. The gangster in the bad guy oh. in every movie.
0: He's so awesome though, dude. He's such a good actor. He's such a, such a good actor.
1: I'm going to ruin him for you. Uh-oh. He is a very much a... a let's, let's just say it this way. He is a Dean Stockwell Jr. <laughs> Remember the guy with Ziggy from Quantum Leap?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he does have that kind of that air about him, right? Mm-hmm.
1: He really does. Um, uh, yeah, also man. looks very similar in look to Darren McGavin from The Natural. Uh, uh, Darren McGavin? He was the, the guy with the weird eye in the natural oh
0: yes you're right he does he does for sure uh but he plays he plays that slimy you know he was the nephew of of the ball club owner Mm -hmm. of the club owner um and and yeah uh he plays that he plays that character perfect very kind of you know nefarious you know you can't trust this guy Mm -hmm. um who else are we looking at in this film? Daniel Stern, obviously, it's his film. He plays the the, the pitching coach who's had a little too many hits to the top of the head.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you get to see a couple of them.
0: It was basically like Marv, right? right? It was Marv after
1: after that. Like he decided before. instead.
0: Oh, was it before Home Alone? Well,
1: I mean, no, I don't, I don't believe so. I was going to
0: say there was a couple of things in here that felt very Home Alone ish.
1: There was this. Oh, yeah. What the like, one scene? So is this a prequel? There was the a alone.
0: scene. Something happened, and in the and one and the 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 heavier set friend right literally does the cheek slapping. Uh, th- you know, oh yeah, the, yeah yeah. And the I was like, talking. "Hey, come on! That's that's a Home Alone thing, dude." <laughs> but it was right before that was a Home Alone thing too. It was like back to back immediately. I can't remember what the first thing was.
1: Um, Uh, Did did someone say, do you give up? Are you ready? Are you thirsty for more? (laughs) (laughs) Right. But
0: dude, Daniel Stern, dude, I love him. You know, I ever since Home Alone, but even Mm. in this film, this character is so
1: just wacky and off the wall. He's awesome. But but he's also because he directed the movie. uh, He's not in the he's not overly saturated in the movie. And he doesn't take too many of the funny moments. You know, he's he just has this very weird thing about him of. Everything's free, and you're going to freeload, but you're going to do it like you're paying for it. But you're also going to get stuck in between every single door ever.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Locked from the inside. It was like
0: these little vignettes throughout. It was like Mm -hmm. you—you could take all of those out of the movie, and it wouldn't change the movie at all. However, it was almost like they—it was like. You know he's making this movie and and people you know were probably going to say we want to see Daniel Stern we've seen him in Home Alone we want to see this kind of goofiness and then he plays this character where it's almost kind of like that there's kind a lot of physical slapstick comedy in terms of his his portrayal of this character and what's happening to him.
1: Well, and you know it's I wonder if these weren't like uh, you know spliced in or filmed after the fact like oh Daniel Stern's going to do this this and this and just because we need to pad the movie out. Um, yeah. Also the. The vignettes, like you said, could be taken out, and it wouldn't impact the movie. Maybe it would a little bit,
0: yeah, um, slightly,
1: yeah. But to go back to one we've already watched, uh, if you take the vignettes out of Battle Royale, it doesn't change the movie at all.
0: No, not <laughs> it's at weird. all.
1: Exactly. <laughs>
0: it's are weird. Um, who else? Who else is in this film uh, uh, of
1: note? Uh, well, we talked about Neil Flynn. Uh, yeah, Ian Gomez is is in the film for oh. about twenty five <laughs> seconds. Ian Gomez, dude.
0: For like how old is he in this film? I think he's in his 20s, dude. He's gotta be in his 20s, and he still looks the same. Uh, 29. With the balding head, bro. Like Mm -hmm. his he had like some balding way back then, man. I
1: think he was a little thinner. I think he's a little thinner now than he was then, maybe just because you know he's in his twenties now. Yeah, this was
0: his second film uh in his filmography, which is uh interesting. Um, who else do we have in here?
1: There were a couple more people. Uh, where'd it go? A lot of ball uh, players
0: played themselves. Barry Bonds was in this. Bobby Bonilla, Pedro Guerrero.
1: I'm going to go out on a limb and say that those were simply stock footage that they signed off on and got paid for. Oh,
0: you think so? The Barry Bonds one looked like it was part of the film. Like, he struck out Barry Bonds and he gives him that look. Do you remember? And it didn't look Barry like... Barry Bonds did that a lot, film. though. Really?
1: Yeah. He would either... Yeah. And, and notice how small Barry Bonds was because he was still with the Pirates at the time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know Barry Bonds. Oh, before, yeah. Before the uh, controversial. Yeah. Before Roy- the asterisk. Royd Ring, right?
1: Yeah. Um- <laughs> oh, we have Cologne Jansen, uh, Jacobson, excuse me, um, as the love interest, Becky. And she uh, would later go on to be the goalie in the Mighty Ducks two and three. Yep. Yep. And not much after that.
0: Yeah. It's a pretty decent cast. I mean, the cast was the overall... I think the acting in this film was good you know again aside from certain ones like the mother had this weird thing about her Busey was was not normal Busey so he was when I say normal Busey I'm talking about the Busey we all know and love now <laughs> you, you know, mean this was Busey crazy before Busey? yes before crazy Busey so you know we were getting a Busey that was actually acting and and in character and in playing kind of a normal dude um you know everybody else was pretty good in this the, you know the 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 manager of the team the 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 guy who owned the club even you know all
1: of these actors and actresses. oh the guy who owned the club how did we skip that
0: yeah what was his name i can't remember his real name
1: um it is around here somewhere is it eddie, albert hall no eddie bracken eddie bracken yeah. yes huge laundry list of of uh everything under the sun stage obviously being born you know he's oh yeah he's He's a bad era too but born in 1915 so he's got you know their stage radio play Mm -hmm. um is on the walk of fame i'm sorry he's got two stars on the walk of fame for radio and television wow uh his last uh film role chris is a voiceover the brave little toaster to the Rescue." (laughs)
0: <laughs> nice dude nice that's how you and, cap off
1: a and, career okay i'm gonna read the last four baby's day out also oh, man. on the list oh uh, man rookie of the year uh which is this movie yeah and another alum home alone two lost in new york
0: oh nice who does he play in home alone two Is he the theater, Uh, the ticket guy? E. F. Duncan. So let's the toy store, the toy store guy, kind of like an F. A. O. Schwartz guy, isn't it?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Yeah. dude, that's 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 pretty much it. Yeah, that's. I mean, there's like some some other people that were just kind of there because they needed a body to catch a baseball. Yeah, but that was pretty much it.
0: Cool, cool. Let's get into the soundtrack and the music. Was there soundtrack? I don't remember. I remember the score. Like, there's a yeah. score.
1: And this, the score is good. What was on the soundtrack? Nothing. Can't even tell you. Nothing worthwhile, to be honest with you. It was very, uh, very 90s. And that's that's. I mean, it was like neon. Like, if if neon could be a sound, it was that. <laughs> like nine, like hypercolor 90s, hot garbage movie. It was like the one hit wonders of the 80s meets music of the 90s and it was just woof
0: yeah i'd see again aside from the original score i'm looking at the soundtrack here um and oh in the mood glenn miller okay yeah i remember when they did that little there was a when they were doing the the montage of things um when what's his name got stuck between the two doors in the in the hotel room they were mm-hmm. playing this um mike and the mechanics okay oh ray charles that's right the the pepsi the commercial pepsi com- piece. yeah uh-huh yeah see all of these other things i mean it was it was for me it wasn't something where i'm like man what a soundtrack i couldn't even remember some of these songs
1: it was it was very um not forgettable i would say it was pretty there was no it, impact yeah it was very 90s and it was just more filler yeah that's what it and, felt like but the original score i had flashbacks of they live man Cause it was Cause he the same thing. Playing it was a lot of the same song. And it was over. Bill Conti. Come on, Bill, don't phone <laughs> it in here. Although like, it, although it did have a lot of the fanfare for baseball that you yes. were kind of, but it, I can't remember what I was thinking um, when I was watching this, but I'm like, that sounds like something else. Like there's a couple notes in there that sound like, geez, here we go. You know, uh, podcasting who's who's that Sean Fritz says uh, you know blows up all over the internet <laughs> says that Bill Conti stole from something else <laughs> I can't remember what it was um, but it sounded like oh I know what it was oh shit and maybe it's the opposite way oh <laughs> maybe I don't want to say because from... he just died oh um, um, so you're familiar with uh, well what's his name uh, Jim Steinman Steinman Bay? the guy that wrote bad out of hell. Oh yes, that's right. The guy that okay. Plays piano. looks like Rob yeah, Halford yeah, yeah, plays yeah. the piano. Uh, he just died like within the last week or two. Yeah. And, and um, he wrote that Celine Dion song. It's always, Co- it's all coming back to me, which is, <laughs> that's a weird sentence, but I thought that I heard some, like some bars in there that sounded similar to it. And I, and I haven't listened to the song since it mm. played it to death on the radio so that's a long time ago so maybe i'm misremembering but
0: um, uh rookie of the year stealing music stealing music actually that uh, came out it came out first oh the yeah. other one's stealing music well, um, uh, but yeah dude um serviceable in terms of the score it worked for where it needed to you know other than that like the music itself the soundtrack was like you said forgettable it didn't make any kind of impact i couldn't remember i had to look it up as we we're speaking and i just watched it like right before we started recording i was just watching it so
1: um but all right the sound design was pretty good though yes like with the uh every time he would wind up his arm and throw the ball they would put rubber band
0: sound that little yeah snap stretching and... stretch stretching sound um yeah for sure uh the sounds of baseball man like the second you hear it you're in the middle of it the 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 field the crowd the the organs you know the music all of it um
1: the swell of music the sound the the original sound at the very end when the guy breaks his bat and or toward the uh, end when when um uh was it with um who was it was it was it gary Busey or was it thomas Uh, Was it, was it Rome Gardner or Rocket that, that threw the ball and he, the guy broke his bat. That was Gary Busey. Yeah. Busey's character. Yeah. yeah, Yeah.
0: yeah. The last one he threw where he threw his arm out. That's right. was my last one. I'm done. Put Mm -hmm. me out to pasture.
1: Yeah. (laughs) But it was, but it, you know, there was that, that swell. That was that, like you said, the sounds of baseball. There was the visual of baseball, the broken bat, you know, it's a lot like the natural in feel. Yeah. And the uh then you're like <gasps> oh, but it man, still
0: didn't cute. feel like again, like the natural for me, those different scenes for me just kept feeling like, ugh, really? Whereas here it still felt as uh, maybe it gets the kid aspect, it's the fantastical aspect. So it felt like, oh, of course, right? But what I did like too, and this is kind of going back to the plot real fast, was that they didn't serve they didn't give us like the they they didn't follow what you thought was coming. So like his first time on that mound, right? your expectations is he's going to blow everybody out of the water and here come fast pitch and he's like throwing wild and he's horrible. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's
1: great. So I, did although like that. he struck out the washing machine,
0: I know that's why I thought he was going to come in and do good. And all of a sudden he's like horrible.
1: Well, um, anyway, they so did that to set up, you know, th- that, that yeah, guy the expectation that yeah. could, you know, create sawdust from grinding his hands <laughs> through gloves across his bat handle was, oh man okay that guy let's talk about that guy for a second since we're <laughs> since we're past the you know i have to do this at least once that guy looked like uh like uh, an even more uh, like a larger jim duggan put yeah, him in dude. a baseball uniform he definitely did he, he definitely, had the lumber. Was he a
0: real player or was he an actor uh he doesn't
1: have a wikipedia link because so. he
0: feels like that might have been a legit player that was just like really having fun going overboard
1: uh perhaps um here bad news he didn't make it chris he's gone, he's, he's uh, gone. he has since he's passed mort um but he was in rookie of the year groundhog day and above the law and i believe above the law steven seagal was that his film
0: <laughs> i could see him he's thug number three in above the law uh it looks like he's a power lifter Oh, okay. So he's somebody bigger though. Um he's yeah, he was a he was a pretty big dude. Not many acting credits though.
1: Not many for powerlifters out there. His his movie credits start in nineteen eighty four and they go until two thousand and one. And it's three movies. Fifteen. Oh. (laughs) So yeah. Yeah, not many, not many. It's all right. It's all good.
0: He he plays that part well though, that intimidating batter. All right, let's move on to special effects. Some green screen when it came to the ball, throwing the ball as fast as they had to throw it. A lot of the zoom in shots of those the ball as it's traveling through the air. But other than that, I don't think there was anything in terms of special effects. Uh,
1: I think it was that um, the speed in which I think they might have they probably didn't get into the habit of taking out frames. Just you know, with his like you said, with his with his hand moving as fast as it did the ball. Um, Yeah, I don't think there were there was a practical effect with that boat that just looked like it was about to catch fire any moment. <laughs> the, yeah, get the that? Smoke
0: just pouring out the back. And the other side of it was like, um, the three of these boys, dude, there's no Google, right? No handbooks. How do they know how to build a boat? Like how do they know how to restore a boat? That's what all they are doing. All you gotta they- do is paint it and Bro, there was a hole in the side of it when it was sitting up on the on the 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 horses, the the what do you call saw it horses? The, the Saw horses. There's like a little hole on the side of it. I'm like, are they gonna they get patch that up, hopefully? Did they right? Uh I get I'm assuming <laughs> the thing didn't <laughs> sink, right? But yeah, so like the smoke is is the the spe, the you know smoke and uh green screen with the ball is all we're really seeing in special effects here. There's not this isn't a movie with that at all. This is more of a you know straight story family comedy kind of sports movie you're not seeing anything out of out of the norm in this one
1: yeah but the also the uh the the effects did look take out the fact that a 12 year old is is the source of them they looked believable and they were also like a hundred ish miles an hour so nolan ryan was i think either still pitching or just about to he was still pitching because he hadn't had that fist fight with Robin Ventura's head yet. That was the fault. Follow- that was actually that was the same year as this movie came out. Um, you remember that, right? Not really. No. Oh, Robin Ventura played for the White Sox, uh, the other Chicago team. Yeah. And Nolan Ryan uh, threw the ball, didn't hit him, but he was just giving. He's like, "Hey, back off! You're crowding the plate." And he, uh, Robin Ventura didn't like that. Uh, Nolan Ryan threw the ball you know nolan ryan like yeah, the greatest yeah. pitcher that there ever has been and uh, so he threw it he was pitching for the rangers this was i believe before george w bush bought, bought the rangers okay which is a funny sentence to say um and then he uh proceeded to charge the mound nolan ryan got him in a headlock and just started punching the top of his head get
0: out really yeah there's all gonna look farmer, that up on youtube dude
1: yeah, this old farmer and ranch hand why would you fight with a country boy <laughs> that makes no sense. Uh, there was no bench clearing brawls in this movie. If no. you want to see that, go watch Little Big League where the 13 <laughs> year old owner of the Minnesota Twins provokes one of those. Um, which has a lot of baseball players in it too. But um, you no, know, there was a lot of references to like Nolan Ryan and, and yeah. the current players, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, um, But Nolan Ryan was in his 40s still throwing 100 plus miles an hour. So that my point is that was still believable. Yeah. Which is not from a 12-year-old who happened to fall incorrectly. On his arm the wrong way. Yeah. Right.
0: Which when he fell on it at the end of the movie, you know, because we're assuming it undid what happened, which means that t- those tendons would have snapped off of the bone. How was he not injured and going to the hospital again? You know what I mean? I Whatever. It's logic, a movie. Yeah. We let it go. <laughs> yeah.
1: I think the logic is that over the course of using his arm throughout the, the remainder of the season and him falling on his arm again. Yeah caused them to the, it, using it, caused loosen. them to loosen and yeah. then cause them to just fully Re-adjust. separate. They had already been healed, but they just separated and went back to a normal spaghetti arm, 12 year old. There you go.
0: Um, all right. So uh, last thoughts on this and rating Um, I'll go. Cause I, I, I you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I know you've seen this one a trillion times, like you said, um, I've only seen it a few times. And so watching it again, I came to it like, you know, let's get into this. I know what kind of movie we're getting into. And it's not something that you're sitting down and saying, look, this is the most realistic thing I've ever seen. It's obviously not meant to be a realistic movie. It is supposed to be the kind of movie that kids watch. And and when they watch it, it, it fulfills a fantasy, you know, that they have that kind of, you know, being able to be the one that that wins the game and the, the one that's considered the hero especially amongst your idols and your heroes um let's not take away the you know the love of baseball man love of baseball goes deep in this country uh and, and especially amongst young boys it's kind of a rite of passage to be on a baseball team a little league team so um you know the whole thing i'm coming into this movie knowing what i'm getting Like I said, the acting, you know, was really, there was nothing wrong with the acting. It was actually, everybody was pretty decent. You know, there wasn't anything where I was like, you know, somebody's, people are winning Oscars for their performances, but there wasn't anything in this that was like, that made me think, you know, you know, oh God, I can't stand watching this. This is horrible. You know, the story was solid. It was pretty decent story. It was fun. You know, the, the, the music's not memorable, but it wasn't anything that made me feel, oh God, you know, what's happening here. Overall, a very enjoyable film for me. There was a lot of scenes in this film that I enjoyed, one of which was kind of the little reference to The Wizard of Oz, right? Like the idea that these kids were getting to Oz. Oz to them is Wrigley Field and in the movie, The Wizard of Oz, when they finally get to the gates of Oz, you know, they knock on the gate and that little hatchet opens. And then mm, the gatekeeper, I didn't think about that. he leans out and it, they literally say it's almost word for word what they say, even talking about the co- the horse of a different color, like the exact same wording before he lets the kid into Oz. Right. And so I thought that was a really cool scene. I, re- I really enjoyed that piece. A lot of the other scenes were fun, too. Um you know, some scenes made you uncomfortable when you saw the way his mom talked to one of his friends makes you wonder what happened before that movie. Um, but a uh, really enjoyable film. I got to say, y- you know, so for me out of, what are we doing these out of five lucky bags of sunflower seeds, bags of lucky sunflower seeds, uh, bags of lucky sunflower seeds. I'm giving this a solid four, 4.0. I really, it, it was fun, enjoyable. It was, it's definitely something I wouldn't mind seeing again. If it was on, you know, I wouldn't be like, ah, eh. Nah, I don't like it hmm. so yeah out of out of all the but you know out of all the ones that we've seen so far in, in all the baseball movies we saw four baseball movies and uh, for me three out of four knocked it out of the park
1: so I'm looking here on IMDB and I just noticed that there is uh, there's a list called watch mojo top 10 ridiculous movie plots
0: and then this is one of them <laughs> uh, this one gets
1: honorable mention. Okay. Well, obviously it's ridiculous. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) Like I said, the end of the game, right? This kid, now he can't throw. So instead of them switching him out, like they say, let's go with what he says. He's like, I got a plan. And so basically he's telling all these adult men, to pull off all these old school like schoolyard trick plays that you mm-hmm. use, which are legal plays, a lot mm-hmm. of these are super legal plays. We were watching the one where they faked the ball at the first base. You remember the you pretend the pitcher has at the first base, yeah. and and uh, Aaron goes, "Is he allowed to do that?" I'm like, "Yeah, mm-hmm. that's it's called 100% the hundred percent legal. Trick. They've done it. It happens. I pulled it up on YouTube, showed her some real life versions of it."
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, um, you watched this with your wife?
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She was watching it this morning. Yeah.
1: Yeah. What? 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 What did she? Th- she thought it was absolutely ridiculous yeah obviously yeah. she got into it for what it is you know not like yeah. like check it's... your brain at the door yeah yeah um yeah so i'm surprised you went so high on it i uh it was fun yeah no i mean i don't disagree um you said it right uh and we, we keep we keep referencing it there is a thing about kid actors um i'm, I'm torn on this one
0: because <laughs> he annoyed you huh you're like i just can't stand this kid
1: there were points. Um, I did really enjoy the diet Pepsi thing uh, <laughs> where he was doing the diet Pepsi commercial. Um, Oh, and then again, we're going
0: back to those creepy <laughs> things. Like these women are un- starting to undress this little boy, and then this director's like act more sexy. Yeah. like what's happening in this film? That dude? dude
1: needs to act more like he's buttoning his shirt instead of unbuttoning it. By the way, what, what
0: kind of pizza joint basement shits going on here?
1: <laughs> I, he's on his own, man. I'm. I'm I don't know. I, I want no part of any of that. Oh uh, God. So there were there were some things. Uh, a grown man driving a Miata that he can't even get out of. Was, was all, uh, also, that asshole parked on the wrong side of the street. I don't know if you right. noticed that or not. Yes. So, <laughs> so uh, he is a villain in my book. He is the movie's villain. He is an asshole. Man. F that guy, man.
0: Right. What did his, he just go and rent that vehicle? Is his first time getting
1: out of the car ever. Yeah. And his slick back hair. Oh, God. Um, so, I mean, that was the, the acting of the kids was actually better than some of the adults. I'm th- I'm looking at you lady that played the mom and, <laughs> Amy. yeah. And I mean, for what it was worth, she was, she was a single mom that was focused on a hundred things that, you know, focused on that of, okay, let's be honest. It's a movie about kids. The parents are the adults and the parents that aren't baseball players are secondary except for, you know, parker on the wrong side of the street guy and um you know so so that it was uh, jack uh, as it's written here um the owner was great as almost like a bumbling idiot as we're first introduced to him he was more interested in what the yeah. decoder ring from the cracker jacks that, yeah they
0: tried to make yeah. him seem like a simpleton at mm-hmm. first
1: yeah and then he realizes what's going on uh you know dan hiada uh H- Hedaya, rather Uh, him being you know one of the other villains was great I mean that really added to uh, let's call it credibility to Mm -hmm. to to the plot Um, you know the some of the some of the physical gags or and or not just physical gags but some of the jokes around the last name Rowan Gardner were still funny Mm
0: -hmm. because the
1: the the coach never called him by the proper name until he was serious Right. And he only did it once. And did you notice when they were when he went up to bat, um, how his name went from like his lower back and curled up around to the other (laughs) side of his lower back? Because it's such a small jersey. (laughs) It's like a youth small. I didn't even notice. His name is so long. Like it starts at the base of his of, of the number. Um, you know, the soundtrack wow i've already said a lot on that (laughs) uh the score was not as repetitive as they live but it was it was close to it i think yeah um uh daniel stern it didn't like i said he didn't eat up a whole lot of screen time or a lot of the jokes so that was funny uh that was not it was funny that he wasn't overdoing it right um you know and and having some credibility with some larger baseball players and there were a lot of callbacks like the um uh the the batter from the beginning of of when he was a cub and the right last pitch uh also the uh the uh the floater pitch that he threw at him. oh yeah yeah that that was another
0: eye roller dude that was another one where you're just like legal though okay you gotta go with it you just gotta go
1: with it the fact that he stuck his tongue out you know (laughs) i was just waiting for him to bite it off you know i know (laughs) um but, uh, you know, and, and, you know, the, the way that the, because he was helping them win a lot of the other players were coming around to him. Yeah. You know, he got the sign baseball. The first baseman was, was like, Hey, great job pitching, not just throwing the heat, throwing yeah. other stuff, throwing it into a double play. Um, you know, doing the, the, the hidden ball trick, which by the way, became a big thing in little league the following year, you know, it was <laughs> a like, whole
0: lot of trick plays happening in the next year.
1: Well, and here's the funny thing: you weren't allowed to lead in the uh, in the ten and under league that I was that I played in. You weren't allowed to take a lead at all.
0: It's just if you stepped off.
1: Well, it's like so the hidden ball trick just wastes time because mm. nobody's taking a lead. You know, you could only leave the bag once the ball crossed the home plate from the right. pitcher, right? Because the, here, spoiler alert: the the catcher's not going to catch them all. He's not that good. <laughs> I was a catcher, too. I know. Um, but at the very end, you know, the goofiness of he caught the ball and then he wins the game for them. Gary Busey and his mom are the coaches. And apparently he's dating What's-Her-Face. Yep.
0: Um, and he's got a World Series ring. So. Yeah. Okay, so now dude. we know they went to the World Series yeah. and won the
1: World Series. That was the other CG effect, that, uh, that, that glistening of that ring. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, I knew there Top was Top-notch work, ILM. Yeah, right. <laughs> it was like some guy. They was,
0: outsourced it to ILM. They're like, hey, all need we need right. is a little bit of glimmer effect. Thanks.
1: We need more than just a little <laughs> bit of fantasy. We need a fantasy <laughs> that the Cubs won the World Series in 1993. <laughs> so make it look good. <laughs> yeah, the Blue Jays won that year. Oh, God. Jay Carter. Um, beat the Phillies in game six in the Sky Dome. I've, I've complained about that before anyways uh, I'm gonna echo you four I was, I was teetering between just under four and just at four and, and I'm gonna say four as well because there's a lot of things that are very overlookable yeah. uh, and there's some things that are not as easy to overlook um, right but yeah, I think uh, if you go
0: just... into this knowing you're going into a family comedy and you mm-hmm. you know what you're it's again it's a family film so you're get into a lot of things that you have to suspend real belief on uh, but for me you know, just like you said, it's it's fun, it's a fun film, it really is. And
1: and it's yeah. a silly film, yeah. That base that surrounds itself with baseball.
0: Exactly. Uh, we're moving on from baseball now. We're we're done with the month of baseball and we're gonna get into more silly films. Um yeah, our next you, film that we're gonna actually hurt you though. <laughs> this one's a little silly one you may have heard of. <laughs> no, yeah, we're gonna actually uh in honor of you know Warner Brothers HBO Max the release of the brand new Mortal Kombat we decided we're going to jump into some martial arts films and to kind of ease us into martial arts films why not let's talk about one of the biggest ones you know one of the ones that kind of set as a pillar one of the pillars of martial arts films Bruce Lee's Enter the Dragon how did it feel to you let me think don't think feel it is like a finger pointing away to the moon. Don't concentrate on the finger or you will miss all that heavenly glory.
1: Have you seen this? Uh, yeah, yeah. I have. Okay. I, it's been a long time. But yeah, I, I yeah. saw this right around the time of Divx movies. <laughs> okay. So that dates it, right? Yeah, I got you now. Yeah. 2000 to 2002-ish. I think I only watched it one time.
0: Oh, nice. It'll be fun. It'll be fun to talk about. There's definitely, um, you know, it's, it's, there's it's a film.
1: Some, there's some, there's some famous things that are borrowed till the end of that will be till the end of time. Easily, easily.
0: And, and uh, I'm a huge, so this is going to spoiler alert going to give you my thoughts on the film immediately, but I'm a huge Bruce Lee fan. Mm-hmm. Now where this film falls in terms of what I like from Bruce Lee, we'll find out next week. Uh, but for this week, thanks so much for listening. Uh, we appreciate it guys. Make sure to head over to the website, B I C V P radio.com. Uh, check out some of the other shows on the network before we head out, Sean, you got
1: anything else you want to say? If you don't wear your mask, I will karate chop you (laughs) because we're going into Kung Fu and martial arts movies. That's the only tie in.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you guys next week. And as always, it is now time to unsilence your phones.